Peter Santon and beyond. Get ready for the Santon Times Hour with your host, Alexander. And if you're not ready, well, we're going to start this hour anyway without you. It's the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and is always available as a podcast on Apple, Google and Spotify. I'm Alexander Leibner. This is Edition 80, Week 34. And we're halfway through August 2022. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santantimes.co.za. You can connect on social media at santantimes. And you can visit the website www.santantimes.co.za. If you're listening to the show in real time, don't forget you can use the Mix 93.8 FM WhatsApp line. It's always nice to hear from you. You can send through your questions, your comments. You can be part of the Santon Times Our Nation. Thank you for making the time to listen, liking, sharing, and subscribing to the show on Mix 93.8 FM and on podcast online. And I'm happy to report that all is well in Santonland. Vincenzo, my man behind the desk, keeping an eye on all things uh, technical. And I can't believe we've reached this milestone, 80 editions of the Santon Times Hour. Before that, it was just called the Santon Times Podcast. Now the Santon Times are on Mix 93.8 FM. 20 editions to go before we hit the 100 edition milestone, which is going to be a massive one in more ways than one. I don't know how your weekend was. Wow, did I have a hectic weekend. And I feel like I'm saying this every single week, but it's been such a wild, wild week. So let's kick off with the Springboks, Saturday, Ellis Park. Don't mention Sarakbi. Oh, gosh. Well, if you were at the stadium, what was it like? It looked like it was packed. It looked like there was energy in the in the space. Let me know what, you, what it was like. I wasn't there. <laughs> I was in Pretoria supporting the ladies in tiaras and ball gowns at Miss South Africa. But uh, more about that a little bit later. Then La Parada in Rosebank opened on Friday night, uh, and it was good to see some familiar faces out and about again. I can tell you, I think we're back into full swing, and then some. Then Minor Hotels hosted a bespoke group of media at uh, the Penthouse at the Houghton Hotel to announce some of their expansion plans in Southern Africa, and I'm sure we'll still be talking about that in the weeks to come. Then I went to go see Uncle Mark. Remember, we spoke to... uh, Mark Lottering about his show, went to go see Mark Lottering at Monte Cassino. So funny. So, so funny. I promise you, I laughed for 90 minutes. Just so observant, and it's such a great show. I don't know if you can still get tickets. I don't even know. But Chesley, get some tickets. You better go. You better go get some tickets, because if you want to have a good night out, have a good laugh... I ended up staying over at the Southern Sun, the Pivot at Monte Cassino. You make a a one or two night out of it. You go for dinner. It almost feels like you're going on holiday. But if you haven't seen Uncle Mark, go make a plan to uh, see Uncle Mark. Then let's have a look what else happened this past week. Oh, yeah, there was a fabulous wedding I went to close to Bupsfontein, which was a bit of a trip to celebrate the matrimony of Marietta and Martin. And Marietta happens to own the Flow Hair Design Salon at the Mark in Santon. Uh, so if you haven't been there, go check that out. And let me tell you, it was wonderful to be a guest on her special day. And uh, I wish the couple many, many happy more years of uh, marriage. And then brunch at Alto 234 at the top of the Leonardo. If you don't know this, I found so many people don't even know this yet, even though it's been going for about two years. There is a urban bar on top of the Leonardo. It's the highest urban bar in Africa. There is no higher place that you can go have a drink or a bathroom break or a photo 
than the Leonardo right here in the heart of Santon. So you can normally go there, you can have a drink, you can order off the menu. They've now launched a high tea and a brunch. Probably a hell of a lot nicer now when the sun is shining and it's uh, getting a hell of a lot warmer compared to in winter. Go check that out if you get a chance. There's also some uh, info up on the Santon Times website. Coming up on this week's episode, she's back on the polo field for a good cause. Stay tuned as I chat to a woman who needs very little introduction when it comes to all things events and fundraisers. Then I take a look at the most popular days for South Africans to drive to work and some of the latest work from home index data. This is really interesting stuff. You don't want to miss that. Then after that, the CEO of one of Santon's most significant properties chats to me about the present and future of retail and property in Santon. And finally, I touched on it already, but join me for a behind-the-scenes look at Miss South Africa 2022. It'll be my little rant and rave for the hour. Your headlines for the week are coming up shortly, but first, let's light it up a bit as we kick off this week. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour. That's it, the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM with South Korean boy band BTS and Dynamite. Getting us into full swing as we take a look at the headlines for this week. Right, a high court reprimands a Santon man and according to EWN, a husband stopped paying rent for his estranged wife's Santon apartment. On a point of order. So the story goes that facing eviction, the court ordered the man to vacate the family home so that his wife and children can move back in. The court, highlighting the power imbalance, directed the husband to move into the smaller flat instead or use the rental to secure alternative accommodation. And he's also up for all the legal costs. Then in a jammer, the South African reporting three male suspected vehicle thieves were arrested in Santon by the JMPD K-9 unit for fraud, possession of car-breaking implements, and a signal jammer. Ain't nobody got time for that! Whilst conducting crime prevention patrols, officers received a call for backup after private security officers had spotted a silver BMW X5, which was used by perpetrators in stealing Toyota Prados, Lexus SUVs, Toyota Fortuners, and Toyota Hilux Buckies in the Santon area. And those are your express headlines for this week. After the break... Put on your pink outfit as I'm joined by Edith Fenter. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and uh, available on podcasts all over the world, wherever you're listening. And uh, of course, you can always tune in on streaming and connect with us on WhatsApp and all the various social media platforms that are available in 2022. We kick off this week's uh, edition with my first interview, and I'm thrilled to be joined by a woman that I've known for quite some time, uh, but not that long. She doesn't look like I've known her for that long, but uh, it is Edith Fenter. And Edith, it's good to be chatting to you again. Hi, yes, it's absolutely lovely. I was so happy to see, to see it was you. And actually, yeah, we have known one another for a long time because I've been around for a long time, so it's fine. <laughs> we're it's not, okay. We're not going to reveal too much, Edith, but uh, it's great <laughs> to be seeing that things are happening. You're back in the space that I think you uh, have always thrived in, and that's the event space, that's the promotion space, that's uh, also uh, a space of goodwill and, and, and raising funds for worthy causes. And you've got uh, the Playing for Pink polo coming up again you've relaunched that it's back in uh, back in town tell us a little bit more about that 
Yes, well, we're so excited because for three years we couldn't have it, obviously for all the obvious reasons that we know about and and tired of and whatever. So it is just so great because it's firstly an amazing cause that it goes to, which is reach recovery and breast cancer primarily. And we've also rebranded it. We've got a whole new look and feel. And uh, we've got a new home, which is even more exciting, which is at Stain City. So the space is amazing. They've been incredible. We did our media launch and we're very, very excited to be having it back and to be able to do and raise funding for, for what we want to do. No, I think it's great. It's a very worthy cause, especially also uh, it being Women's Month. And tell us a bit more what people can expect at the Polo. I know you've got a whole things uh, lined up. There's pop-up shops, there's a fashion show, there's even an MSC (laughs) cruise that you can win, which sounds absolutely unbelievable. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, you have no idea. Everything has been taken to another level. So like I said, being at Stain City, the space is is very, very user-friendly. So we're very excited about that. Yes, so... Firstly, it's obviously our headlines and our our big sponsors that come in and we're still signing those up. So if anybody's out there that wants to, please get hold of me. Uh, We're selling pop-up stores, which is going to be incredible. And so that's where the ladies are pampered. They can shop and the gents because this is a absolutely gents and ladies event. It's a beautiful lifestyle day. So we've got all those. um, Perna Rickard has already come on board and we've got fabulous bars that are going to be happening. Lovely welcome cocktails and drinks. And then obviously the Polo, which is the the center stage. We've got a great um, vehicle brand and yeah, all kinds of wonderful things. And that MSC cruise to win. And those tickets are in fact already on sale. They have come with, it's something that's priceless because it's not something you can go and buy. It's not a cruise that you can go and book for. This is an invitation to go and see their new cruise liner launched in Doha. So a couple will win it and they will be flown there, accommodated, will be on board and have an experience of a lifetime for a few days. I did the one that they had in Hamburg just before COVID hit, and that was just an experience that I will never forget. So we are thrilled that MSC Cruises has come on board with this. Very, very generous. They will be there on the day as well. Obviously, we're going to have lovely live entertainment. All those good things. Uh, what can I say? I mean, it's just and fashion as well. So, I mean, as I'm thinking of it now, there's just so many things that pop into my head. Well, we spoke about Polo a couple of weeks ago on the show. And uh, for those people who hadn't known about Polo, I think we did a bit of a crash course. But you don't need to understand much about Polo to attend this particular day. There seems to be plenty of other things happening on the side that you can uh, indulge in and, and make the best of. Uh, what was the reason for moving it to Stain City? Was there a sort of a, a unique opportunity that presented itself? It did. Unfortunately, Inanda Club couldn't accommodate the dates that we needed. And we were down the line already with planning. We had a date, but that changed. And so we thought we need to look at something that that's as suitable. And in fact, this is more than suitable. So we all excited. Everybody is excited. Um, at the media launch, everyone could understand the reasons why. And, and the move is going to be a very, very positive one. By the way, I didn't mention the date, or did I? It was on the 15th of October, which is a Saturday. And it's literally starting at around 11 o'clock and right through the afternoon. Great food as well, by the way. So 
and around understanding the polar no as long as you you can hold a glass of champagne or something nice and 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 suitable that's all you need to enjoy that polo. <laughs> and it uh, really is beautiful. Well, that sounds just about right. And uh, look, I mean, a very nice address. I mean, nothing wrong with Stay in City. I mean, I, that sounds like a, a great place to go to. And for those people who've never been there, well, what a great excuse to actually go explore it. I mean, there's so much to see and do there. Uh, that's uh, another yeah. you know, another world on its own. All the details of this uh, will be ha- up on the Santon Times website. So uh, if you didn't manage to get all the details and didn't manage to jot anything down, well, don't stress. Uh, you can just pop onto the santontimes.ca.za and uh, and make sure that you get all the details there. So that's all good. Yes. Edith, uh, why is this something that you've decided to kind of get behind? Uh, I know you've been doing this for quite some time, but uh, you know it, this is obviously a cause that must be quite close to your heart. Yes, I actually sit on the board of Reach for Recovery, and that's the organization that will benefit from playing for pink. Um, they are a group of volunteer women who have all experienced breast cancer, And they go out and assist women who are are newly diagnosed in um, government hospitals, et cetera, women who cannot, well, who don't have medical aid, who are going to go through this experience. They literally hold their hands physically and in every other way that they can. Once they are through the whole process of having the mastectomy or whatever, or radiation or whatever they're going to be going through, they are then the DITO project, which is what we are giving our money towards under Reach Recovery banner, that helps to uh, fit these women with external prothesis. So they cannot afford the reconstruction because they don't have medical aids or whatever. So they actually get these prothesis and and it it makes them feel whole, it makes them feel balanced, it it gives them hope. It's such an amazing cause and makes such a difference to women's lives that that's exactly why we get involved. And, you know, anything that uh, one can help with and and make somebody's life better with, then we're there. You know, we're there to assist. Well, that's excellent news. And that's Edith Fenter, CEO of Edith Fenter Promotions, talking about the Playing for Pink Ladies Invitational Polo happening on the 15th of October uh, 2022 at Stain City right here in Johannesburg. And Edith, I thank you for making the time to chat to us. It's the bottom of the hour, and we'll be right back after this. The Santon Times Hour continues. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and Loud Luxury Body featuring Brando. Taking you into the second half of the Santon Times Hour, my name is Alexander Leipner, and you know the drill. If there's anything that sounded good during the show but you didn't manage to get all the details, be sure to visit the show notes on www.santontimes.ca for a detailed breakdown of everything discussed on this week's edition. Also... Be sure to check out the social media accounts at Santon Times and feel free to engage. Send a tweet, a WhatsApp, a DM, a voice note, whatever works for you, and use the hashtag Santon Times Hour. I don't know if you knew this, but South Africans have a popular day for driving to work. And that's according to a recently released driving data from Discovery Insure. And uh, joining me to discuss this is Precious Ndluli. She's General Manager for Head of Marketing and Technical Marketing at Discovery Insure to talk about the Work From Home Index. And uh, Precious, firstly, how did this data come about? Thanks, Alex. So, I mean, as you know, Discovery Insure is an insurer that encourages our clients to drive well. And how we do that is, you know, through the Vitality Drive program. Our clients can install telematics device that measures various elements of driving behavior, such as speeding, location, distance driven, 
and by doing this, uh, we give them uh, points, which ultimately translates into rewards. And so through this process, we've collected a lot of data in terms of driving data. In fact, we've collected over 16 billion kilometers of driving data. And so using this look, basically location data, we are able to determine uh, how people are traveling and how the, the shifts uh, in terms of driving behavior have, have happened over this COVID period. And so that's basically how we determine the work from home index. Uh, by determining the work location as well as the home location and trying to figure out how that compares to a pre-COVID level. Okay, so it's almost a bit like a black box for an aeroplane, I suppose. Uh, for those people who've not got telematics in their car, it, it provides you with data, which I'm assuming is anonymous as well. Uh, specifically, we can link it back to specific clients. I mean, that's how we encourage them to drive well. So every client uh, can download our app, the app, the Discovering Show app pairs with the telematics device that's affixed to your vehicle. And every day after a trip, you are able to see how you actually drove as an individual. So we can get down to individual level of driving data. But for this particular exercise, it was aggregate because we really were just looking at trips on an aggregate level. So for this particular analysis, we looked at over 6 million trips in the period between January 2020 and June 2022 to determine how people's driving behavior has changed in this COVID period. Well, I guess in the next uh, question is, what are the most popular days to drive to work in South Africa? Yeah, so the most popular days actually turn out to be Tuesday and Wednesdays to drive to work, with the least popular being Friday, um, <laughs> you know, which is kind of... <laughs> yeah, no surprises there, I guess. Yeah, um, clearly people don't want to be at their work location on Friday. What we've also found, I mean, on average people are traveling three days uh, a week to work. Um, and as I said, with the with the popular days and, and Friday being the least popular. So Precious, what do you do with this kind of data? I mean, apart from it being fantastic dinner time conversation to say, well, people go to work on Tuesdays and Wednesdays most and don't want to go on Fridays. How do you, how do you work with this data? I mean, this is the conversation that is happening globally in terms of what are the trends from a work from home uh, versus a work at an office and we don't use office specifically because some people don't uh, work at an office it's a work location i guess there's a global conversation of how you know what is the future of hybrid work uh, we are interested in this obviously from an insurance perspective because uh, the more people drive the more they're exposed to risk from an insurance perspective so we track this to understand how these trends are emerging and what this means for our clients so that's our interest uh, from an insurance perspective but globally to, I guess, uh, add to the conversation. So what we're seeing is that, you know, probably flexibility is here to stay. We don't see a, 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 a situation where people will return to, to work or a work location on a permanent basis. People seem to value the flexibility, which is indicated in our data. Uh, and I guess we are in a unique position as an insurer uh, to have access to this data so that we can conclusively uh, make uh, this kind of realization. Yeah, I mean, this is one particular set of data that you've now extracted in terms of going back to work. And I mean, there's still a lot of people who've who've really gotten to a point now that they're so comfortable working from home. The thought of having going back to an office absolutely sends the fear of everything into them. And uh, they, they almost think they should change jobs if they can't work from home. But is there any other kind of information that you can extract from this kind of data? I mean, in terms of age groups or genders faring better than others behind the steering wheel? There's lots of insights. I mean, outside of this piece of work, uh, we know just on average that women actually do drive better than men. That being said, 
um, there are behaviors that men typically uh, are better at than women. Uh, so, so for example, typically men actually use their cell phone less than, than women would. Uh, part of our model is to also, like, uh, I guess, kind of say that even though there's a general or average kind of conclusion, which says, so for example, men are better than women, we believe mostly in actually encouraging driving behavior, which means that you're not going to be treated as an average. We're actually going to use your driving data. So you can have, you know, a female who's a poor driver in a similar way that you can have a male who's actually a good driver. So we try to kind of dispel that idea of averages. Similarly, even young drivers uh, versus older drivers. So young drivers are typically regarded as being poorer drivers because they have less experience. But we actually found that a good driver, a, a young person who is a good driver can be better from a risk perspective than an older driver who's a poor driver. Well, there you have it. It's the Work From Home Index released by Discovery Insure. Some interesting driving data. And I'm sure there's more to come before the end of the year. Uh, Precious and Luli, GM of Head of Marketing and uh, Technical Marketing at Discovery Insure. Thank you so much for making the time to chat to us on the Santon Times Hour. From Greater Santon to the rest of the world, this is the Santon Times Hour. The Santon Times Hour continues on Mix 93.8 FM and uh, available on a podcast wherever you are in the world and also wherever you are in South Africa. One of the big stakeholders, I would say, in Greater Santon is uh, a company called Liberty Two Degrees, also known as L2D. And uh, I'm thrilled to be joined by Emilia Beattie. She's the Chief Executive Officer of Liberty Two Degrees. And uh, Emilia, we've spoken before on this show uh, as a podcast, now as a radio show. And it's great to have you on again. Thank you and well done on progressing uh, the station. It's great for Santon. Absolutely. Uh, we fly the Santon flag high, which uh, obviously benefits uh, the greater Santon community as well. And I think a lot of people have aspirations to either visit work or live in Santon. So it's always good to keep everyone up to speed. I mean, for those people who might not be familiar with Liberty Two Degrees, because it's not necessarily a brand that you uh, fly as a public brand, it's uh, it sits a little bit in the background. Uh, fill people in on what uh, brands they may know that belong to L2D. L2D is a listed company on the main board of the JSC. It's a subsidiary of the Liberty Group and also of the Standard Bank Group. The brands that the public would be familiar with would be Santon City, Santon Sun, the Convention Center, Nelson Mandela Square, Eastgate. So those are the assets that we have around Johannesburg. And then we have some assets in Peter Maritzburg, Midland Small. And in uh, Cape Town, we've got the Promenade um, in Mitchell's Plain. And we have Bocciabello outside of Bloemfontein. Those are our main retail assets. Very strong uh, assets, uh, especially the ones in, in Greater Santon and brands that everybody knows. And I remember pre-COVID people coming on the Gau train, migrating from Pretoria, Kempton Park, uh, wherever there's a, a Gau train station and making an outing of visiting Nelson Mandela Square, Santon City, and, and some of the properties you've mentioned uh, as a bit of an outing. But we're going to come to some of the uh, numbers you've brought out of late in terms of uh, your performance as LTD and those properties. And I was quite interested to see that Santon City outpaced 2020 and 2019 annual turnover. Do you want to just talk us through those numbers uh, in terms of your performance? Yeah, so our results were out last week in the market, um, and we were really very pleased to bring these results after what has been really tough two years, specifically for our tenants. But it's been extraordinary to see how Santon's turnover continued um, to pick up. 
Sandton now has a trading density of 67,000 rand a square meter, which is um, almost five and a half uh, rand per square meter per month that it trades out of every single uh, trading square meter in that center. Anything else in South Africa is around uh, 3,000, 3,200 rand a square meter. So it is just an extraordinary asset and continues to um, really surprise us. It has now gone to its highest turnover ever. And we haven't made significant changes to it. We haven't made it bigger or something that could drive that. It's really those tenants that we have in there that are trading really well. And um, we, you know, you talk about people coming on the car train. I'm a little bit obsessed with watching customers and understanding customer behavior. And I often walk around just listening to what I hear people say. And the people of the greater Joba, greater Pretoria are back at Santon um, coming for those visits. It's not just the people from Santon that are there. You see, the people of Santon love Santon City. They think it's theirs, and I want them to think that. But um, if you look at the um, Decorex that have been recently, you know, our parking were full at 10 o'clock in the morning from people that came from everywhere to just be in this environment. Well, it's interesting that you've actually put a rand value to the square meterage of Africa's richest square mile because we throw that uh, that sort of nickname around or that phrase and we've actually never managed to kind of put a number to it. And it's interesting that you've actually sort of pointed out the value of uh, Santon uh, and Santon City. Uh, I know that uh, we interviewed the CEO of Southern Sun on the show uh, of late and he made reference to how unbelievably well Diamond Walk has done with its ultra-luxury brands like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, uh, Dolce & Gabbana, uh, Fendi. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say I've contributed to any of those bottom lines uh, as yet, but tell us a little bit more about that. What is this drive uh, in terms of the luxury brands? Yeah, the Diamond Walk has done very well, and I'm very glad that uh, Marshall also confirms that because they see that in the Sand and Sun, the customers stay there. We've just last week, uh, together with them, opened now the Sand and Towers, previously Interconti. And, you know, a lot of those customers stay uh, in those hotels. So it's really a, a relationship that uh, that goes both ways. The ultra luxury have been a phenomenal success story in Santon. Those brands have really been doing extremely well. It is fascinating to engage with those retailers. They understand those customers so well and are so bullish around South Africa at large and wanting to bring more of what they have uh, to the country. Uh, we were concerned that when people start traveling again, that turnover will fall off altogether. And although it's slowed down a little bit, it's still very much there, very much present. And if you go there now, you still see uh, people there um, frequenting those shops. We've also taken it a little bit further into affordable luxury and uh, taking those runs out um, into the mall. Uh, just recently opened Karl Lagerfeld there. It's a beautiful store. I was in Dubai Mall recently in the Karl Lagerfeld store. And when I stood in this store last week, I thought to myself, it could have just been anywhere in the world. It is just incredible. So we really have a wonderful relationship with these retailers and customers love it. And that is what is continued to drive uh, the experiences in these malls. 
Well, if you haven't been to Saturn City of late, uh, go take some time out and take a walk through Diamond Walk, and you'll see there's queues outside of Gucci and outside of Louis Vuitton. I don't know if it's the demand or if it's just the, the way they've set it up, but uh, it's it's just it's quite something to see. In terms of uh, trends in the mall space, you've just spoken about being in Dubai. I mean, you've got a finger on the pulse in terms of trends in the mall space, both internationally and also locally. Have you seen any major adjustment to consumers' behavior pre-pandemic and uh, and now? I mean, there was big talk of, you know, online shopping having taken over the world during the pandemic because of, you know, just distancing and that that might be a trend that stays. But according to your numbers, people are rushing back to the shops. Alex, people are social beings and they want to be with other people and want to be seen and more importantly, want to touch and feel the things that they buy. So we have for a long time, even long before COVID, believed that there's a very close relationship between online and physical retail, and they need to actually look together. They, the one can't take the place of the other one. But we've certainly seen that everyone that moved and couldn't come to the shops uh, during COVID are back. I mean, our foot count is up by more than 10% compared to pre-COVID levels. That's without the offices all being back in Santon, although I, I do believe there's a lot of people back in the office. And you know the trend of people wanting to experience this physical retail because they can do more than one thing in one place is just the nature of humanity. And we can't take that away. And we want to continue to give that to people, to the people of Johannesburg, a place that um, they can come and enjoy, a place that they love, and most importantly, a place that's incredibly safe. Santon is a safe place. You can send your children there. You can um, feel safe yourself. And we have had that confirmed by the international um, bodies that we use to help us with that. Well, Amelia, before I let you go, it would be amiss of me not to ask you about your outlook for Greater Santon over the next six months. Uh, you've mentioned some of the recovery that we're seeing. I mean, uh, I've also heard a couple of foreign accents as I walk through uh, Santon. It looks like some of the internationals are coming back. Uh, but there is still talk that Santon is still on a little bit of a, a slower side when it comes to the hotels, when it comes to visitors. Uh, what, what's your feeling in terms of where Santon is going over the next six months? I always think about when we listen to the economists, we listen to what's happening in the environment, we need to listen carefully and hear what they are saying so that we know what it is that we need to respond. But at that point, we have a choice. We have got a choice to waddle in all that negativity, or we have a choice to look for the catalysts that will drive us forward. I am on the whole more positive around um, the world. I see places where we can take action that can be catalysts for growth. And I always believe that vision with action is a dream. Action without vision is just talking about things. But actually, if we have a vision and we take action around things, we do things that bring customers back, we bring new brands, we really can make a difference. And it is up to all of us to take that um, and create those catalysts that can drive this beautiful country of us forward.
Well, Amelia, if I hear you right, it's uh, take control of the things you can control and not the things that you can't control. And Amelia Beatty, Chief Executive of uh, Liberty Two Degrees, or L2D, I thank you for making the time to chat to us on the Santon Times Hour. And uh, it's time for a bit of music. Connect with the Santon Times. Email editor at santontimes.co.za. The Santa Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and Robin Schultz with Speechless featuring Erica Sirola. And right, as promised, I was going to chat about Miss South Africa 2022 as we bring this hour to a close. And this is my little rant and rave about the past weekend's event. And my goodness, where do we start? <laughs> Do we start? Anyway, the event took place at Times Square Sunbet Arena and is essentially the pinnacle of the Miss South Africa season for 2022. We'd gone through the whole gauntlet. Uh, even on this show, we interviewed some of the top 10 finalists. And now the top 10 finalists had to face the final stage where it was whittled down to five, then to three, and then eventually to two. And of those two, one would walk away the winner. Now, I'd never been to Miss South Africa, can you believe it? In all these years, had never, I don't know, made the time or received the invite or kind of gone to one of the Miss South Africa events. So I was really interested and excited to see what this event was going to be like, what it was all about. And I think it was going to be extra interesting and extra special because there hadn't really been an event of this scale for the last two years. I mean, we were we had a sort of a semi-virtual event last year, from what I remember, and the year before that, now I'm going a little bit further back because it's all just a one big grey block, 2020 and 2021. So this was the big one. Seven and a half thousand odd people packing out the Sunbet Arena. So I headed out to Pretoria, made sure I had my accommodation sorted out, uh, my registration was done, and let me tell you, as you got there, it was just a sea of people. And now it's trying to make your way through registration, making sure you got your VIP accreditation, your media accreditation, so you could move around and get all the information that we needed to get for the Santon Times. And it was <laughs> quite something. I mean, I'm under no illusions that managing seven and a half thousand people, including VIPs, sponsors, stakeholders, uh, the ladies themselves, their extended families is just a mammoth feat. And uh, it's never going to go 100% smoothly. So, you know, brace yourself as you walk into the space. But the first thing that just absolutely blew my socks off was the fact that people had gone all out. I mean, if you thought you were at the rugby and having a good time, the, the ladies and gents at Miss South Africa came to the party. I mean, I haven't seen gowns and dresses and suits like that in a very, very long time. I mean, people dressed to the hilt as if they'd been in lockdown for two years. And that's exactly what it was. It was spectacular. I mean, the most gorgeous people you can imagine in Gauteng and beyond had come to Pretoria to witness and celebrate Miss South Africa as a pageant. And uh, it, I mean, there was no, as the South African government likes to say, no stone was left unturned. In this case, no makeup artist, fashion designer was left unturned to look your best at Miss South Africa. Got to the registration desk, got all our stuff done. You know, just give you a little bit of background uh, or behind the scenes look. 
you know, certain people get certain uh, wristbands, so you know where to go, what to do. And I think the the first big element of Miss South Africa this year was was making your way down the red carpet, which was a a, a massive setup. They had the Mercedes Benz that Miss South Africa drives away with for the year uh, parked outside. Everyone was there. Mnet, all the media. You had the different sponsors who had the different sections, and I think this is where it started getting a little bit confusing because people were trying to make their way down the red carpet, but then there was the red carpet, as in uh, I think Vodacom, Mnet, uh, House of Banang, a lot of the, the major sponsors had a red carpet. And then there was another red carpet for uh, pretty much all the other VIP guests. And then there was another entrance for everybody else who was attending Miss South Africa. So this is where it got a little bit confusing and a little bit chaotic. And we kind of ended up making our way through the crowds and, and, and bumping into some really interesting people. I saw Gert Johan Kutsia there. He's been on the show. Uh, we saw every single beauty pageant winner and finalists <laughs> of beauty patterns I hadn't even heard of or even knew about. From Miss Passion to Miss Regional This and Miss Local That, I mean, it was it was literally a gathering of the pageant beauty queens from every segment of South Africa, which was quite remarkable. And dressed to the hilt, some of them in their tiaras and sashes, some of them just dressed in beautiful gowns. And as we navigated our way through celebrities and sports stars and other famous people and business people, got to the pre-cocktail, which was also, you could hear the buzz. People hadn't been out. It was exciting. It, it, it was in the Sunbed Arena downstairs. Uh, at one point, uh, I felt like we were about to go into a stadium for, a, for some sort of match of some sort of soccer or rugby or whatever. It was really quite something. The energy in the room was was amazing. And then we made our way into the Sunbet Arena, had some fantastic seats. I mean, the, the vantage points uh, was was really great. And if you haven't been onto the Santon Times to check out some of the Miss South Africa coverage, please do so now. There's some uh, exclusive photos on there as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, once again, some absolute pageant royalty there. I mean, Lalela Mzwane, she was on the show a couple of weeks ago. She was there and uh, she looked absolutely fantastic. Then we had the current Miss Universe, Hanaz Sandhu from India. She was one of the judges. She was there. She looked incredible. Unfortunately, never had a chance to meet her, but uh, it was so amazing to to have her there. And uh, and then obviously yeah, the Miss South Africa top 10 finalists. And the show was uh, was flawless. I mean, the actual show itself was so well put together, so polished, uh, really had a, an incredible energy in the room. I mean, I can't even explain to you. If you watched it on TV, I don't know if it translated as well onto television. And if you've never been to Miss South Africa, please do yourself a favor and please mark it in your diary for next year. Get yourself a ticket, whatever ticket it is. Just be in the room because the energy in the room was just quite something. I mean, it was like being at a sports match. I mean, the only thing I can I can I can rant about is the fact that I ended up sitting in a row with two women who literally took a break every time there was a break. Now, when you break for television, it doesn't mean that you can just go wherever you want to go. It's a, it's a TV break, right? So there's probably like a two three minute ad break, which uh, you then end up sitting in your seats. And I mean, the seats are. I mean, they make economy class look luxurious because they're very tight. I mean, you're tightly packed. It's comfortable. But you're not, you haven't got massive leg room. So every time somebody wants to get up and go somewhere, if the whole row has to stand up, they have to exit and then you all sit down and then when they come back again, everyone has to get up again. And this happened at least five or six times in that two-hour block. And I thought this is unbelievable. I mean, I understand if you have to go to a bathroom break once, that's fine. I mean, we all understand that. But to do it in every single break is just spectacular. So 
big shout out to to those two ladies who decided that every time there's a break, the whole row has to be, you know, partake in your exit and in your entry, back to your seats. That's my little my little rant. And for the rest of it, I mean, there was an after party afterwards. We had a press conference. I mean, it was quite a night out and uh, really such an incredible experience. Uh, when I looked at the top five, I, you know, we all sit there and we were always thinking, who would I put in the top five? Who do I think should make it down to the top three? I was quite amazed at the top five. There were some people in there that I thought, wow, that's fantastic. There were other people there I thought, well, I'm not sure if they should have been in the top five. There were other people who weren't in the top five that I thought should have been in the top five. And eventually we got to our winner of Miss South Africa and uh, Ndavi Nokeri, she uh, took the crown and I think she was a firm favorite from the beginning. Not just saying that sort of completely off the cuff. Uh, she was, uh, uh, she, she'd received the vote, the people's choice vote. And uh, so there was already a, a very strong chance that she was going to walk away with this. We had a chance to hear from her at the press conference. And I just want to play you a quick clip from that press conference. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I think it really hasn't sunk in yet. I'm still processing. It's such a big moment. I'm so excited. I think even just sitting here um, in itself, coming from Limpopo, it's such a big deal because we are a rural area and to just be able to represent um, all the ladies and all the girls from back home, I know this is a big moment because they see that their hopes and dreams are still valid. Yeah, I was genuinely so honored and really so humbled to know that there are so many people who believe in me and so many people who see themselves in me um, because it is one thing to see someone who comes from the same background represent you and I think that's really something that stood out to know that people can really see themselves reflected in me and so I really hope that throughout my whole journey I'll be able to just carry a message of hope and to make sure that everyone feels included. Well, congratulations to Ndavi Nokeri, our new Miss South Africa for 2022. And uh, may her reign be a successful one. And she'll be representing us at uh, the major pageants around the world for the first time, a single individual representing us. Also, an interesting announcement during the uh, Miss South Africa uh, on the night was that Miss Universe is looking to change its rules to allow mothers and married women to compete in the pageant. And Miss South Africa will also change its rules to allow this. Now, there's a lot of technical questions around that, and we're hopefully going to unpack those and understand what are the implications of that on on other pageants, on the entire industry as a whole, because this is really quite a, a move from where pageants have been up until this point, but a very interesting development nonetheless. That's it for another Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM, and is always available as a podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Email us at editor at santontimes.co.za. Connect on social media at Santon Times and use the website www.santontimes.co.za. And feel free to send through your questions or comments as always. Thank you to all our guests uh, who've made time to be on the show this week. Vincenzo, as always. Thanks for a great job in the production booth. Thank you to the Santon Times team as well as everyone at Mix 93.8 FM. Thank you for listening every single week. Here we are, 80 editions, and let's connect again next week. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Santon Times Hour. And if you enjoyed it, be sure to share it. 